0: So you can have more money to travel with this summer.
1: Welcome to the Buck Sexton show. In this episode, our friend Jedediah Bila joins. And I really mean our friend because I've known Jedediah since my earliest days in media. So that means we're going like 12, 13 years now. Jedediah, it's pretty crazy. The Jedediah Bila live show is what she is the host of. You should all check it out. It is online. And Jedediah, how you doing?
2: I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Yeah. We Jedi Beal Alive is where we wreck modern feminism and the Matrix. So it's a good place to be. Just
1: so l- let's jump right into that. There's people are gonna love this. Cause you know, we you and I both come from a world of doing a lot of sort of news of the day stuff. I find in these podcasts when we have more time, I like to ask people just what are they interested in? Right. Sometimes people want to talk about movies, sometimes want to talk about, you know, health stuff. Yeah, I, I got into a whole gut health conversation with somebody who is running for Congress. <laughs> Just all of a sudden we're talking gut health. So like things, you know, you never know. Um, Feminism is wrecking women's lives. That is something that I know you have said. That is something that I know you get into. Explain more. I love this.
2: Yeah. I mean, I think it's funny. There was a video that was trending today, I believe, on Twitter, where you see this woman who's hysterical. She's in tears. She's divorced. She's alone. She has this child now. She's talking about what am I going to do? And it just it, it always leads me to. Discussions about feminism. Feminism is causing women to delay family, to delay motherhood, to deprioritize being a mom. You know, you see all these housewives that are demonized all the time. Feminism is causing women to be hyper promiscuous. So you have all of these young women out there, you know, I don't need a man, I don't need a man, my career this, my career that, sleeping around with this guy, with that guy. And then you know what, they wake up and they're 30 years old and they're depressed pharma dependent, anxious, all of these things. So we have this whole generation of women who are parroting talking points about how feminism is so amazing. And at the same time, they're miserable, absolutely fundamentally miserable. So I dig into a lot why traditional gender roles matter and are important and why, if we're going to have a conversation about how men and women are different, and I think sane people everywhere will acknowledge that men and women are not the same, then you also have to be willing to acknowledge that when women lose their femininity and men lose their masculinity and then they enter into a relationship where now you have like a hyper masculine woman and a feminized man, you're going to have a problem. And it leads to like the breakdown of relationships or relationships never forming. It leads to the breakdown of the family. It leads to a lot of confusion about what's going on in that relationship. So, it's a problem. And it's something that's being forced down women's throats. Like, you know, if you're, if you're a mom, if you want to be a mom, if you're a 23 year old and you say to yourself, I want to be a mom, I want to raise a family. Like, I don't want to do the corporate grind. I don't want to go that route. You're instantly demonized. People will say, oh, she's too dumb. Oh, she's been brainwashed. But if you want to bury your head in a career as a woman for the next 15 years and you have a free, oh, I'll freeze my eggs mentality, you're revered by society. That's a problem. And people should ask themselves, well, if there's nothing wrong with it, then why is there a whole generation of miserable women rising up? So that's, you know, that's what I talk about a lot to try to wake women up and to also try to just reinstill in men, like you should not be embarrassed by your masculinity. And if anything, you should be on, you know, you should be trying to increase your testosterone levels and act like a man. Like we need men. Where are all the men? Where are all the cowboys, Buck? I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's It's a catastrophe in my view.
1: There are a lot of problems with the way that the elites in this country have set up the system. I think, particularly for for women, although increasingly men are also victims of this because at a younger and younger age, I, I think it's uh, guys who are comfortable with who they are and know who they are, whether it's their twenties, thirties, forties, whatever their age may be. They react um, with, I think, all due aggression and and pushback when they're being told, you know, you have to uh act in this very um you know f- feminine centric way out of know, way beta male way however they want to describe it but this is also to me why it seems they're going after children more and more and trying to suppress mm-hmm. masculinity first of all eradicate gender difference as a general as a general matter but also to teach young boys don't act like young boys because something is wrong mm-hmm. with that don't be rambunctious don't want you know don't go out there and and build tree forts and and get dirty and play in the mud and do different things than girls you know maybe think about putting on a pink tutu like maybe that's who you want to be and it's coming from the adults by the way if it were coming from the children that would be a different discussion
2: yeah and i and you know what does it do? It ultimately leads to, I mean, you, you see those guys in tutus or guys wearing a skirt or this, that, and the other thing. Women aren't attracted to those guys. They're, they're not. And men aren't attracted to hyper masculine women. They're just not. So you wind up with men and women who are less attracted to each other, less likely to form a union. And I always say that's where you get into the politics of this because it's agenda driven. You know, first and foremost, you know, the, these three letter organizations that we all talk about the World Economic Forum, the WHO, you know, even down to the FDA, this. CDC, they all benefit from a very weak male population. So guys are the ones that are on the front lines. I mean, if you go and you want to steal somebody's property, you're going to have hopefully a big, strong man, an alpha guy out there that's like, no, you're not. This is my home. This is my family. That is the role of a guy. When you weaken guys to the point, and we've seen that in the last two years, you know, triple masked. I mean, we've seen it all unfold. We've seen, in fact, men that we thought would be on the front lines and would be able to like protect this country. And they just fold it like completely i mean it was they were highly feminized terrified of everything so you know i think that those three letter organization and if we're going to talk about you know that we're no longer you know, it's not the United States of America running the United States of America anymore. We all know that. We know the World Economic Forum and the WHO and all these organizations have a vision. They want to be, you know, in control of not just the United States, but they they want to be in control of, of the world at large and have this new way of conducting things and these new pandemic treaties and all of this stuff. And they rely on weak men. So from a very young age, they have to hit those young boys and t- teach them to sit back and shut up. You see that in academia all the time where boys are now being told, let the girls talk. You've had your turn and they're immediately told to be quiet. You have, you know, all through their lives guys are being told any kind of masculinity that they exude is toxic. They should be embarrassed about it. They should, you know, analyze themselves. Oh, guys are supposed to be crying more. Guys are supposed to be doing this. Women kind of demanding, modern women I say demanding that men act more like women. But men aren't women. And, and, and that's that's not attractive yeah, to women. I, I so I now you have all these guys that are weak and you have all these women that aren't attracted to them. So who, what what? it's societal decay.
3: Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year
1: I also remember uh, when I was, so when I was in college and and it's gotten much worse up in the area where I went to school based on students that I've spoken to who have graduated in recent years, but there were these all women's colleges that were, we we could take class at their schools, they could take class at our schools. I went to Amherst, there was Holyoke and Smith nearby and there was a, a culture of, uh, a kind of culture of militant unattractiveness that was always being promulgated. And I, and I mean this, they're like, as a woman to an to put any, any effort into your appearance was to give into masculine desire. This is a re- people who don't, if anyone wants to challenge me on this, there was a whole thing called sex exhibition where, where freshmen in college, or actually I think it was all, all years, but particularly freshmen would do this. They would post naked photos of themselves on campus at Smith college where they didn't look good. By the way, the whole point is like, you know, Oh, this is me. And like, this is who I am. And like, take me as I am and all this sort of stuff. It, it's bizarre. But the point that they're always trying to push through is you have to make no effort. Your appearance does not matter. Anybody who says it matters is uh, is, you know, a chauvinist pig and, and it's disgusting. They're setting these women up for failure in life because, you know, it's true about men, too. People will judge your appearance. Obviously, not everyone's supposed to be, a, you know, a swimsuit model. Or whatever. or That's not the point. The point is that you have to actually operate in the world as it is. And I think you see this on a whole on a whole range of issues. But, but but the telling telling women that your appearance and this is a part of the more radical feminist uh, credo, your appearance does not matter. And if you care, you're giving into male desire. You do not need men. Men are are actually rapacious. Men are to be not to be trusted. This leads down a pathway of misery. I mean, all the the most miserable women I know, including very attractive women, by the way, are all leftists across the board without without 100%. exception.
2: The goal is to actually repel men. So if you listen to, and this is the space that I live in, you know, three days a week, I do my show. I pretty much live in it every day now. But if you look at people like Drew Afwallow, I don't know if you know who that is, but she's this TikTok famous hyper feminist. She's on all the red carpets. She's, you know, I don't know how many followers she has on TikTok. Very, very influential among young women. That's who her audience is. And she's essentially telling women. You should you should strive to repel men. So it's not even just about anymore. Oh, you don't need to take care of yourself. You know, you don't need to attract the male gaze. It's you should try to not attract the male gaze. Again, it's agenda driven because what happens then? And they're again they're telling women to do the exact opposite of what a man would want. You know, they're saying, oh, yeah, don't shave your armpits. And, you know, you should be sloppy. And, you know, you shouldn't really be feminine and all of this stuff. So guys are less attractive. And in the same breath. They're telling guys don't be masculine when what women really want. When you ask women what they really want, and we cover video after video of this on my show of asking women, they say, I want a guy who can provide him to protect. I want to have the option to work, but I don't want to have to work. I want a guy who makes six figures or more. I want a guy who, you know, can can protect the family if something dangerous happens, a guy who can defend himself. What are we talking about here? We're talking about an alpha guy. We're talking about a guy who acts like a guy. They're telling you in their own words over and over and over again. If you ask a guy what they want, most men, the vast majority of men, unless they've been feminized or brainwashed, are going to say like, I want a feminine woman. I want somebody who, you know, is going to be a great mom. I want somebody who's going to prioritize the home. I want somebody who has a softness to her, which has now been demonized as well. So do you just see this is deeply, deeply sinister, this agenda, because it's pulling men and women apart, which is exactly what they want. I
1: love the the sociological research on this. Um, Not that sociology is really science, but, you know, the data, the polling is so interesting and it's so consistent that there are traits that women look for in men that are the things that you laid out, right? And 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 then as that pertains to career, it's not that they want a specific career. They want a level of achievement in that career that will then allow... So, you know, if you own a car dealership and, you know, you can provide for the family, fantastic. If you're a neurosurgeon, fantastic. It's about achievement and excelling and showing that both stability and, you know, stability in the home and drive out there in the world... And then when they flip it around, they ask about what are the what are the are there professions that across all socioeconomic strata for men are all a you know whether you are a construction worker who just came to America you know five years ago or you're the CEO of a Fortune 500 country you know what they all say they wanted in a woman the same traits that you laid out but also nurse, pediatrician, school teacher, yep. the professions that which are all you know real professions great jobs that people need. But they all they all deal with the nurturing and the feminine and all men recognize that as if I have to pick a mate based on profession, those are the professions that come to mind.
2: Yeah, because you can work in those professions. And I used to be a teacher, you know, so we've talked about that a lot. You can work in those professions and be in your feminine energy. Media, by the way, is a very masculine industry. So what you find oftentimes in media is you have women, and I've been in both worlds. You have women who go into these high-powered media settings. And in order to survive and, and rub elbows with very powerful men and some very powerful women and negotiate these difficult contracts and get on air and exert yourself in these debates, you do become a bit masculinized. Now you have to really be conscious of that. Now I had an advantage because I was always very shy. I always lent toward like professions like teaching. In my home and in my personal life, I'm I'm extremely shy and antisocial. You know that it's like hard to get me out to a dinner, and when I do go, my uh, business Fact partner Patrick, Patrick through, and David. It's true, like <laughs> it's not Patrick, easy. but David and I are close, and I'll go to like his house, and he'll be like, Is jet here? Like I, by nature, I'm very kind of submissive in my personal life and always happens. So for me, I was able to balance those worlds, but it's not easy if you're not wired that way and you see women woman after woman. It's not like you're saying to these women, don't work. You want everybody to build a life they want for themselves. And I'm a big proponent of freedom, but I'm just saying to women like, hey, listen, you're getting hardened by these industries. It's a reality, you almost can't help it. You're getting hardened by how tough and challenging I'll, and I'll vicious these businesses are.
1: Yeah, as a guy who, you know, I'm married now, yay. By the way, yes. right? exciting. You're married. Thank you. It took me a long time. Found the greatest <laughs> woman in the world. Though. You're married. You're a great guy. Have a kid. Um, yeah. And you, but you and I both are veterans of the single scene in, in New York City at, at some level. Um, me for, you know, many years, you for many years. And, and the thing that I came across that was the most common with women who were objective women in their thirties who were unmarried, who were objectively smart Attractive and appealing but couldn't figure like it it wasn't working like there why why haven't you know women maybe 35 maybe 36 and they're at that stage where it's like well is this am I going to be able to find a guy to settle down with and they start to have that anxiety some of them it starts a little earlier than that you know what I came across more than anything else masculine energy the single biggest thing for women who they have all this stuff lined up they're like I went to a great school and I've got a great job and I've got a But yeah, but like, you know, when I try to hold the door or when I pay, want to pay for dinner or when I want to, you know, direct the evening, you're like, no, 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 I'm, 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 it's like somebody has to lead and somebody has to follow when you're dancing. That's just the way it is or else you're stepping on each other's feet.
2: Right. We, we had that conversation on air this week and I was with uh, talking to Destiny. I don't know if you know who he is. He's a streamer, super liberal, like thinks Hillary Clinton, you know, is basically, you know, the second coming. Um, and we had Hillary that conversation Clinton? about... Hillary
1: Clinton? Of- by the way, I don't know anyone oh, still yeah. likes Hillary Clinton. <laughs> I don't even he know what does. He Wow. He does. Um,
2: And we were having a conversation when I was talking about just head of household. And it's it's a word that triggers liberals. And I was just simply saying there has to be a head of household. And he was like, well, no, it's, you know, a partnership and this. And I said, well, somebody has to pull the trigger on decisions. I'm not saying that it's, it's not a place of disrespect. It's just a mutual understanding that Like in my view, a man should be the head of household. And in many people's views, that's how it functions. It's not something that's forced. Women aren't subjugated. Women just naturally, by virtue of our biology, just sit back on some of that stuff. And we choose, if we're smart, a guy that we trust to lead, who, by the way, we want that guy, because we know that if tough times hit, that's also gonna be a guy that can solve his way and our way out of a problem, can problem solve, usually is financially stable, usually isn't sitting on the couch next to us while we watch the notebook crying more than I am. That's a problem. So it's just, there's these trigger words that all of these people hear about like male leader, you know, these women have, the reason that you were seeing all those women with masculinized energy is because they've been trained to behave that way from a very young age, you know, starting in college, the I don't need a man, you know, the career driven mentality. And again, you want to work fine, but I always say something has to give. All of those women that are delaying family, if they know they want a family, they're also, you know, knowing that their fertility is shrinking and they're knowing that female biology is just what it is they're knowing that if they rack up that body count we talk about body count all the time and it's so crazy because these i don't women know are if not i don't self-aware. know if the
1: audience of this podcast just you know knows body count we've got a lot okay of, so we got a lot of former military to whom body count would be a very different thing you know what i mean Very so different body, thing. okay so yeah.
2: essentially promiscuous women and pro, pro, the idea of promiscuity the, the number of people
1: the Number of people they've slept had, with is the body count, right? The number of yeah. people
2: they slept with, and they will you'll have 23 24 year old women being like, Oh, yeah, I don't know, 20, 22. I lost count, and they're they've bought into the story of feminism that guys don't care about that. And you have guys on the panel like, I'm Oh, now this honey. is like, by I don't, the way, I'm done.
1: It's not just, um, and I have to get to a word from our sponsor in one second here, Jedi, but I just yeah. to want to throw into the mix that. Another part of this is the, the lie that men and women are the same. Equality in the law is a totally different thing, and we're all for that, but that they're the same, it also comes out here because the psychological impact of intimacy that women, especially at that, it is different. I know we're supposed to, it, it affects women oh, it more is. profoundly. Now, there's always going to be exceptions, and people talk, well, what about this person who's a sex worker? Or what about this person who's... In general, which is how you can only discuss things like this in, in the generality of what is true, it is far more um, negative for the female psychology because and that makes sense, right? Because they take more risk, the possibility of pregnancy. And these are things that that the, that the left totally ignores. I, I one second, we'll come back to this.
2: Yeah, go right. But
1: something really happy uh, for everybody out there is getting a great night's sleep, right? We all agree we want to get a great night's sleep. My pillow is a great way to start. I've got my pillows at home. I've also got the Giza dream sheets. The Giza Dream sheets are amazing. Right now, they're at their lowest price ever. Sheets coming in as low as $29.98 with my name as the promo code BUCK. It is time to update your sheets, my friends. Get some of these Giza Dream sheets, maybe the world's best cotton, Giza. Come from the region of Egypt, by that name, Giza. Soft, amazing, luxurious cotton is grown there. Mike Lindell wants you to sleep super well. So maybe you've already got the pillows, and maybe you've already got sheets, but guess what? You need Giza Dream sheets. Try them. You'll love them. They come with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee, so you can try them and see if you love them, and you will. Go to MyPillow.com, click on Radio Listener Specials, check out this flash sale on the Geezy Dream Sheets. Make sure you use my promo code, Buck, MyPillow.com, promo code Buck, Dream Sheets, $29.98 is the price. All right, Jedediah, so why do women get so... One thing that I noticed with with, with these discussions... I noticed this about everything, by the way, if I say to people the other day, I just tweeted out, I was like, you know, one of the great things that I learned a long time ago was don't have a TV in your bedroom, whether you live alone or not, don't have a TV in your bedroom. I'm not anti-TV. I I got an amazing TV that actually turns into artwork on the wall, but it just isn't the right move. If you need to do something for you to sleep, read a book. It's better for your brain. It's better. Um, People get super hostile. Do people get super hostile? Women get super hostile when you try to tell them some of these things that you're saying and why is that?
2: Well, because they know it's true. Because they know deep down inside it's true. It's interesting if you watch these panels, which is essentially what I do for a living now and you watch women respond to these questions about body count. It is one that particularly gets them heated. If you ask them what their body count is, a lot of them will shrink in fear and be like Or, you know, they'll say if they're in some type of situationship, which is just like a casual relationship where they're sleeping together, but there's no commitment. They'll be very like they'll shrink back a lot of times because they know that that's not something to be proud of. And, you know, they know that they're being fed by modern feminism like this is empowering. This is good for you. You do you. You go, girl. You don't need a man. But they also know it doesn't feel good. They know they're unhappy. You know how many women are on anxiety drugs, antidepressants? They're, you know, taking birth control for years and years and years. Their hormones are out of whack. In fact, it's it's a lot of studies that show that women make different decisions about their mates. They choose different partners, whether they're on birth control or not. So oftentimes you'll have women on birth control and they're so manipulated by that drug that that same guy will look different to them when they're done. And they'll be like, oh, I don't want him. (laughs) So it's it's really, it's actually
1: women who have told me in the past, like female friends of mine, um, you know, and I would say really in the last five or six years, I particularly heard from them, they, they approach it this way. They go birth control became this thing. Oh, you have acne go on birth control. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're having, you have a, your, your period is a little like more painful or whatever go on, it'll regulate. And and they, they got, you know, starting, these are girls starting in high school. The the doctors are just putting them out like, like Skittles or something. Like just get on birth control. That's right. And then they say, so for a lot of these women, if they're not getting married, then they're in their thirties. They've been taking this powerful hormone that effectively mimics pregnancy in the body and affects the uterine lining and everything else for over a decade. And and you think that that's that's a good place for women to be. Women actually said this to me. And I, I mean, I had never really. And I was like, oh, my God, that's you know, I'm somebody I don't even like taking antibiotics unless I think that I'm going to die. You know, what I mean? so I, I'm I know. totally. Yeah.
2: I'm that, I'm that way now because I became very health conscious and, you know, followed down a whole path of wellness and whatnot. But I took birth control pills for six years and I didn't take it for sexual reasons. I took it because it was given to me by a doctor who was like, oh, you have an irregular cycle, take this. And you think it's something good. And I've been doing, you know, a lot of research recently that shows that, you know, you have muscle and bones don't. If you take birth control in your early 20s, that's a period when you're, as a woman, your muscles and your bones are supposed to build and grow. And a lot of women that are on these birth control pills don't have that proper window and they wind up coming in for scans and their bodies are not where they should be at. But it also changes you. It changes your, your, this is your hormones. These chemicals change what you like, what you don't like, your moods, who you're attracted to, who you're not. So, and, it, and it's a delay, right? It enables that promiscuity in women where they're thinking well I don't have consequence to my actions in the same way so it incentivizes these women to kind of behave like what I call like badly behaved guys you know those guys in high school or college that you were like oh man that guy's so just you know behaving badly I've, I've but- said
1: this to I actually have gotten into fights with with even not like big fights but you know arguments with members of my own extended family on this issue I say that Samantha Jones in Sex and Sex in the City is one of the worst things to happen to women in pop culture. Not that I'm some huge sex in the city watch. I've, I've seen enough of it. I'm not going to lie. I've seen it. You know, it's mm-hmm. very well written. It's very clever. But the notion, I, no woman acts like this, but, but creating a character where she is acting in this way, I think, and at some level normalizes in a lot of young women's minds. Oh, this is what a, a sexy, successful executive in New York does. She has sex with a guy mm-hmm. that she just met, like in a bathroom. That's. That's pathological. I mean, that's actually like an addiction level of sexual promiscuity.
2: So women of that age don't act like that because they're they're too busy. If they've lived a life like Samantha, they're too busy crying now because they've missed out on all of these things that the window has closed, right? Those are the women who are like, I wish I would have had a child. Why don't I have a husband? What did I do wrong? They're crying. But what you do have now is you have a generation of young women that do act like that. They are hyper promiscuous. They don't care. They're proud of it. If they're not promiscuous, they they're wanting to be, they're, cra- they're saying, oh, that's what I should be doing. They're outright rejecting relationships that build any type of emotional investment. It's a it's a really big problem. And you talked before about how men and women are different and hookup culture. And I, I tell women all the time, like men are wired differently. Their yes. biology makes them wired differently. They are able to engage in hookup culture And they're much less likely to have trauma and damage from it than you are as a woman. That is just real because we are wired differently. And just by virtue of our anatomy, by the way, because it's so like when you're with a man, he's literally like not to say, I don't know how else to say it, but he's inside your body. I mean, this is very intimate. This is very vulnerable for a woman in a very different way than that experience is for a man. By virtue of that alone, women have a different experience than men. We're just different. So to be like, oh, I want to behave like a man. Oh, a guy's doing it. So I should be doing it too is absurd. It's come. And again, like women don't care about a man's like body count. If, if, if they meet a guy and the guy says, oh, I slept with, you know. 30 women but I'm different now. There that is not going to be a disqualifier. That is not going to be a disqualifier for that woman. She's she's going to be like, well, he's different now. She's going to want to know is he financially stable? She's going to want to know, you know, does he want to have kids? Does he want to be a provider and a protector? Can he defend himself? If you flip that conversation and you have that guy having that conversation with one and she's like, "Oh yeah, I've been with, you know, 30 men." He's going to be like, "I think I have somewhere to be. Let me pay this yeah. bill and let me get out of here." It's I, I
1: want to ask you again, uh, we're different. definitely different. I want to ask about the social media role in all this, by the way, Mm -hmm. you know, TikTok, Instagram and all that. Come back to that in a Mm -hmm. second. But first off, we're talking about what's going on online. We will be Um, identity theft is a huge problem, as you all know, and you need somebody watching your back because there are cyber thieves all over the place. You're trusting all these big institutions to keep your data. But there are enormous breaches. T-Mobile had a 37 million customer uh, information breach just earlier this year. So once your information's out there on the dark web, cyber thieves in countries where they're never going to get prosecuted, they're never going to get in trouble. They try to find ways to use your identity to take out credit cards, loans, and you get stuck with the bill, perhaps destroy your credit. You need LifeLock's help. Their online identity theft protection includes monitoring the web 24-7 for regular activities and new account openings. If they see unusual activity in your name, you'll get an alert. And by the way, if you do have a problem that they need to fix, they'll assign a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist to work to fix it. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives and no one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it is easy to protect yourself with LifeLock. I've relied on them for years and they've come through time and again. Join now, save up a 25% off your first year with promo code buck at LifeLock.com. That's promo code buck at LifeLock.com or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Either way, make sure you use promo code buck. You'll get that 25% discount. You definitely need it. All right, Jedediah, um, Social media, OnlyFans, we've only got like 10 minutes, so we're going to have to have you back to yeah. go into this a lot more, but yeah. how much is that affecting this massive challenge of um, basically the, the, the feminist destruction of female happiness? I mean, the, the, the social media component, let's do that one first.
2: Well, it's, it's negatively affecting women and it's also negatively affecting men because what's happening is that women are getting a boatload of attention online. I mean, it's the comparison is like you, you have women that will sit and they'll get like, I don't know how many swipes in an hour and they feel like they have all of these options, right? They're just like, oh, I'm wanted left and right. It makes them much less likely to give that guy, say they meet a guy and he on a scale from one to 10, he rates a seven. And they're like, oh, you know, he's cool. He's nice. He's got a good job. But there's all these other guys in my phone. So yeah. I'm not. Going to give him the time of
1: off, day. Driving Lamborghinis, right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. And in their DMs and giving them a ton of attention. It's very easy for women to get attention online. So, and it also, you know, hurts the guys because the guys don't get swipes like that. Guys can sit all day and wait for one swipe in comparison to women. Guys don't have the same, unless you're at the, you know, the top, the top, the top. You know, of course, there's some guys getting, you know, women floating into their DMs, but your average guy and your average woman are having very, very different, different experiences online. So you have like a whole generation of sexless men they're alone, they're lonely, they're looking for, you know, somebody to be with. They're not getting any swipes and you have a whole generation of women that are essentially being extremely picky. They're saying, "We want 100k, you got to be 6 feet and up. You got you got to fit all of these things." And you, and they're all dating the same guys. So you have women that are just willing to share those guys at the top and you've got all of these guys in the middle who are really good guys, you know, they're they're hard workers, they're quality men that are just being ignored. So you know, and you have them then turning to things like pornography. You have women hyper sexualizing themselves for that attention. So you see like, you know, the adoration of the I call it the Kim Kardashian generation, which is deeply distressing to women. It, it's multi-tier problems in, yeah. in many ways. Even
1: even I'd be curious if you think maybe, you know, this is a maybe I'm, I'm, I'm a little off here. But my sense in Miami is even women who are um, who are, again, objectively attractive. You know, I, I live in Miami now. I know you're not not far away. Um, <laughs> They, they do these things to themselves that are almost cartoonish because of how mm, it appears yeah. on Instagram, and they almost try to recreate a fi- like the filter look and the filter proportions in real life by doing these surgeries and, uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that they do, but a lot of facial surgery, um, derriere surgery, I guess we could call it. <laughs> the, derriere. The Brazilian butt lift. Uh, and, and, you know, maybe on Instagram, it, it gets a lot of clicks and follows and everything, but you see these women, and I, I see them, and they work out at my gym. They film themselves working out of the gym, so you always know who they are because they're influencers or they have an OnlyFans. And mm-hmm. you look at them, you say, what are you doing to yourself? Like, this doesn't look yeah. normal.
2: No, it doesn't. It's not attractive. I actually tweeted about today. I was watching The Bachelor. I do a lot of it. The fun part is I get to watch all these crazy shows for research and pull it. This is another show called Sex Life that is absolutely wild. It's just enforcing hyper feminism with a, a woman who her, her divorce has been glamorized as an opportunity for her to find herself, even though she's left three kids in the process. I mean, it's just insane stuff. But I, I was watching a segment from The Bachelor and the woman can't even move her face. It's so frozen from Botox and filler that She's crying and the guy can't even relate to her because she looks soulless. So you have women distorting themselves. I I actually have a friend of mine in New York who's, um, he's like a cosmetic dermatologist. He's always trying to get me to go in there. I don't do any of that stuff. As you can see, my forehead moves a whole lot. I'm not into any of that stuff because I'm aware of the toxic side effects of all of it. So, but he's always like, oh yeah, come on in. I'm like, no, I'm good. But he says, you know, I have women coming in here and they're showing me filtered images of like Kim Kardashian or whatnot. And they're saying, I want to look like this. And they want their own face to look like that now. It's just, it's completely twisted. And by the way, Kim Kardashian, who I have interviewed in person doesn't look like the Kim Kardashian you see online. She kind of looks like a wax figure and kind of weird in person Listen, because it's not natural.
1: You see this all over the place in in, in Miami in particular in a way that's it's far, mm-hmm. it far excels what I saw uh, in many, many years of being in New York City. Um, the aesthetic down here, oh, because yeah. there's a lot of in, it's an influencer culture, a lot of crypto bros and OnlyFans girls running around in Miami. And you see these women are doing things themselves. I don't know if you saw. I mean, Kim Basinger, I thought, you know, remember Alec, Alec Baldwin. First uh, first wife, I believe Kim Basinger was one of the most beautiful Hollywood actresses in the 90s. You know, she was a total mm-hmm. you know, yeah. leading. She was in like the second Wayne's World movie with Garth Remember, as like she was so beautiful. But that wasn't one of you know, yes. she was in L.A. Confidential, all these great movies. She's beautiful. That was her. She was an actress who was beautiful. That was her thing. If you see what mm-hmm. she's done to her face now. She, I mean, I, she looks like a person who is going through an, an, an extreme psychological crisis based on just the decision she made about what she's done to herself cosmetically.
2: Mm-hmm. Madonna. I mean, look at those oh, images yeah. another, that surfaced another. of Madonna. I mean, completely distort. I mean, they're distorted, right? They're completely, completely and totally distorted. Yeah, it's, it's horrible. Um, it's horrible. It's happening. I think, yeah, I mean, I'm close to Miami as well. I think it is happening in these places more. But one one side effect of that that's really interesting, because I hear from men a lot, a lot of guys that listen, and, and they'll say, What it's causing us to kind of revere are natural women. So these guys are so tired of seeing all of this on social media that it's really interesting. They look for that like natural girl next door now. They have like a deep appreciation. And those of them, by the way, who are married, are strongly encouraging their wives: don't do this. Like, I mean, don't try to look younger.
1: For anybody the audience knows, it's on Instagram and stuff. I mean, like my wife, for example. You're you're a very natural person. Your husband, whom I know, also likes the natural look. My wife is a very natural-looking person. I, yeah. she doesn't even really wear she, makeup. Doesn't do anything.
2: She's beautiful because of that, though. That's like people. No, but like that, that's what that. I'm saying.
1: I I'm yeah. really drawn to that. I'm really drawn to somebody who's like I'm a healthy, vibrant, yeah. you know, well-adjusted person who is appealing. And I and I just mm-hmm. feel like we're we're all getting law. Lo- everyone's got all this fake everything all the time, and it's all Botox and giant fake this and fake that, and everyone's doing this stuff. And I just want to be like. What is it? I mean, it's like this arms race that's been created by social media. It's it's totally nuts. Mm-hmm. One second, Jedediah, because I want to make sure that the folks in this audience have the appropriate energy level to get through their day. They need to check out chalk. Amazing. You would like them. Amazing all-natural supplements from my friends at chalk that help you balance out the uh, things that are making your biochemistry go every day. C-H-O-Q is how you spell it. They bring your energy levels up to an optimal level. Look, check out Chalk's male vitality stack or the female vitality stack. Each one of them is formulated to help maximize your everyday potential. Their website, straightforward, cho Use my name, Buck, when you make your first purchase on the site. Get 35% off any Chalk subscription for life. Not just your first purchase, for life. Go to Chalk.com, that's C-H-O-Q.com. Use my name, Buck, as the promo code. Look, you can cancel the subscription if you want, but you're going to love it. And so you should check out chalk.com. Jedediah, we could do this for three hours. So I'm gonna invite myself. I want to go on one of these shows or one of these panels that you do. So you tell me. I'll I'll hop, you know, I'll hop in and uh, and drive over and we'll do it because we could do this for three hours. I'm only got about um, a minute or so. Where can folks go and see the kind of work you're doing? Because by the way, I I love you've worked at the biggest places The View, Fox, you know, you've been on these big stages. Jedediah Mm -hmm. Unleashed is amazing. You know, I saw it during COVID and you keep doing it now. So where can people go to see more of your work?
2: Yeah, people can check out Jedediah Bello Live. It's everywhere you get your podcasts. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Spotify, wherever, wherever you get your pods. We also post full episodes on Rumble the day after they air. Um, Like I said, I take on feminism. I take on The Matrix, all the three-letter, you know, harmful, dangerous organizations that want to take your freedom. It's a mix of you know, culture and politics obviously follow me on social media as well Instagram, Facebook, Twitter Um, but Jedediah Beal Alive is my hub and I'm definitely going to have you on. I actually have an idea for a way to bring you one that's going to be awesome. I don't know if you're going to do it. Well, it remains to be seen but I think people need to see Buck Sexton in a debate with a blue pill beta guy. That's what I think the world needs to see. Oh man, that'd
1: be fun That'd be fun. (laughs) I love wiping the floor with commies. It's what I enjoy the most. There
2: you go. Jedi and I Ambil, go. everybody.
1: Jedi Abela, check it out. Jedi, thanks so much.
2: Bye, see you soon.
1: If you've got a military first responder, emergency medical or government service background, govx.com is for you. You stepped up to serve our country and communities, and GovX delivers unbeatable deals that you've earned.
0: GovX.com is the only site built exclusively to honor your service. Members save on epic brands and the gear they need for their on- and off-duty lives. You'll get incredible savings on tickets to live sports events, theme parks, and other entertainment. You can even save on travel, hotels, rental cars, cruises, and more. See if you qualify. Visit GovX.com. It's easy and totally free. Use code CLAY in the shopping cart to get an extra $15 off your first order. GovX. Savings for those who serve.